Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 74. Today, we are going to be talking with Kenzie Barlow. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome back to episode number 74 of the Trail Manners Podcast. We're trying something new today. We are. We're, we're on some sweet leather couches, though. It's comfy. It is fireplace. It's not Park City Run Company. It's not, so it's a little sad. Yeah. But. But I'm liking this idea. <laughs> some some pre-podcast sushi. That was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't bad. We were at Harmon's. Harmon's Har- Grocery Harman. Store in Farmington. It works. It is, it's a sweet spot. It's it is. pretty upscale. It, it, it's it really pretty upscale. It's upscale. upscale grocery That's store. That's right. So and who that, do we have here today? Well, you're, you just heard uh, her voice. Yes. We are talking to Kenzie Barlow. Kenzie, thank you for uh, having sushi with us and yeah. uh, now My jumping pleasure. into a podcast. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had uh, a few people on, but Kenzie is the, the other half, the better half, the other half of Back Half Barlow. Yes. Um, he was episode number 53. That was Tommy. Uh, we talked to him about the Grand Slam. <coughs> so now we're bringing in Kenzie. So we're going we're gonna to jump right into it a little bit. So how did you get into trail running? Where did your your love for the trails, where did this morph into what you do now? Mm. Well, I started out on road. Okay. Well, I'll back up. So a lot of people assume when they look at you know, where, what I'm running currently and what Tommy and I have done that I've run forever or a long time or in college or, and I really hardly ran at all up until after I had my third child, my third, my last. Okay. And so, um, that's when I really got more into running. And honestly, I just started because I needed a hobby and, <laughs> and Tommy golfed a lot. And, you know, I was home with the kids all, t- all the time and and I just wanted to get out of the house. I was g- kind of stir crazy. And so I had a friend that had asked me to run the Wasatch back, the Ragnar. Right. Okay. And of course, that was super scary. I mean, I had done almost nothing up to that point And I had, you know, was still had a little three month old baby. And so I decided, why not? I'll, I'll sign up. And <clears throat> so that was just kind of where I started. I literally like started running on the treadmill. And when I say running, it was like, <laughs> breathing heavy on the treadmill you know it's just it was more walking and I remember having this goal to just stay on the treadmill for 30 minutes at right. a time and um I remember the first time I ran the whole thing I mean I was probably like 11 minute miles or something but That's it was okay. it was great I mean yeah. it, it felt really accomplished just to be on there and actually technically run every step of that so from there it was um you know signed up I 
ran the Ragnar, and um, I think we did, me and a friend, the friend that had invited me to run with her, we both kind of got into it at the same time, and we both have this similar personalities that we are always having to push the next biggest thing, you know? Right. And so we started with a half marathon after that and then signed up for a marathon. And um, as far as the trail running goes, that I kind of just stumbled upon that almost, I, almost on accident. I mean, when you look back Uh-oh. in hindsight, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, and I right. really am a big believer in that. But um, so it, with this mindset of like, always looking for the next big push um we had decided to had this crazy idea to sign up for a 50 mile race so we had done i think maybe three marathons at that point and um we just thought it would just be almost like a funny joke to sign up for a 50 (laughs) mile so what what race was that (laughs) those usually are funny jokes it was the the striders ogden valley 50 mile oh my gosh so this is a road run yes yes all on road yeah Yeah. i didn't even have a concept of like of trail of trail right at that point so um (laughs) yeah i remember that you guys went up over trappers like did you do trappers or old snow basin road i can't remember which Um, one it was First year that I did it, it was over Old Snow Basin. They kind of swapped years just depending on the conditions of Old Snow Basin Road. Right. So I've done it two times, and it was a different course each time. But you would go up to Snow Basin and then oh. down Old Snow Basin oh Road my and gosh. around the yeah. lake. And so not knowing even any concept of, like, how, mi- how many feet of elevation gain you're getting. Right. At that point, it was just miles. And um, so we signed up for this really didn't train well for it it was more again like really like just a joke like right we, we both mostly went to the gym and at this point i happened to be in a boot for a stress fracture oh. that would never heal right shocker because i wouldn't stop running off so <clears throat> i literally didn't run for the three weeks leading up to the race that's a good taper yeah yeah isn't it perfect <laughs> that's what i call it going in fresh right? going in exactly fresh. so <laughs> oh so I took the boot off the morning of the race, and we kind of were like, well, here we go. This Here comes the joke. Yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> this is going to be a really funny day. So um, anyway, we finished. The, it was it was obviously extremely hard um, to do that, but we finished holding hands. Like, you know, it was it was really a cool experience, and I felt like I my every bone in the bottom of my feet was broken for three weeks. Right. Deservedly so. Um and I got done, and it hurt super bad. And I'm like, sign me up again. Yeah, that was so yeah exactly, cool. right? <laughs> so, um, so I did that twice. Um, I think a year in between, I didn't run that one. But it, at any rate, so hmm. I realized that I just liked the longer distance stuff. I mean, marathons are great. They're, they were cool. And, um, but I wanted to do something <laughs> more. So at that point, Tommy, otherwise known as Backcalf Barlow. Right. So <laughs> he had been doing some um, Ironman distance triathlons at this point. So I was doing some of this road stuff, and he was doing his own thing with triathlon, and he kept bugging me that I needed to do an Ironman. And right. to be honest, I had, like, almost at this point no desire to do that at all. But um, but after two 50-mile races, it was kind of that, like, okay, what's the next big goal to train for, to look forward to? And so I decided I was going to sign up for an Ironman. I talked myself into it. So I found one that worked for our family schedule because Tommy was already doing one early right. in the season. And so I found one that worked with like all the, you know, around all of our family travels and stuff. And um, by the time I had saved up the money to pay for the registration, because they're expensive. Yeah, they're like, not I mean, cheap. They are, yeah. They're pricey. So 
um, by the time I had the money, it had sold out, and I was super oh. bummed. So anyway, I um, didn't. There was nothing else that worked. So somehow I came across the Wasatch 100, and, oh. and I don't know even. I don't know if it was like through. I truly don't remember how I came across it, but at that point I had no. So what year was that? 2014. No, 2013 okay. was the year that you know that was kind of coming about. So this would be for Wasatch 12014. Okay. So I was like, well, that sounds hard. I mean, <laughs> Iron Man sounds hard. That sounds hard. Equally as hard. I might as well have something. So I put in for the lottery, not really thinking I would actually get in, and not even looking at the course or fully really understanding what sure. that was about. But um, like a week after the lottery happened, I. I was like, oh, I think that lottery happened. I guess I better check the website. <laughs> oh, so I did. Awesome. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I got my in. Name. Oh. oh, I don't know what to do now. And, uh, oh, crap. And so. you saved a grundle of money by doing yeah, lost instead of an iron money. Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I then signed up for a couple of races. I panicked that night. Like, I seriously am way over my head. So I signed up for a couple of races leading up to it just to like. Like eat. trail races or more road races? Um, trail races. Um, so I did the Buffalo. I signed up for the Buffalo around 50 miler or 50K. Okay. And then Squaw Peak, 50 miler. Oh, okay. That's good. And then Speed Goat. Yep. And then Wasatch. So that was my first year. That was a good prep. That's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good first yeah, year. Yeah, so I would, yeah, <laughs> just dive right in. So after that, I was hooked. You know, so I like to say it was an accident because I really was supposed to be doing an Ironman that year, and it just happened to be sold out. So had that not sold out, who knows where I'd so be. The, so the Antelope, so Buffalo Run was your first trail race, right? Yes. Yeah. So not technically my first ultra distance, but it was my first trail race. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so what, what was your thoughts on that when you got done? Um, I think I remember the title of my race recap being, oh... Shiz, this is harder than I thought. So how did you spell shiz? But two Z's, <laughs> two Z's. You gotta have two Z's. I actually think I said, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> oh crap! This is harder than I thought. But it was about as hard as I thought. You know, up to that point, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. You know, right. awesome. So, but how, what did you think about the the atmosphere of the trail scene versus the the road scene? Did you notice that difference? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I just um, I kind of like the. They're definitely more laid back, you know. It's it's a lot of time on the trails. I think there's a lot. Well, I hate to say this because I could be stirring the pot, but there's definitely a lot of camaraderie that happens out in the trail scene. Tends yeah. to, right. you know, everybody's um, there's it's competition, but I feel like everybody's kind of running their own race at that point, you know. And I think just with road racing, because of the intensity at which you're racing, it's not like you're going to pull up next to one and have a chit chat, you yeah. know, when you're trying to yeah. to PR a marathon or something. So. Um, yeah, I just really liked it. But I, I think what I loved the most about it was just being out in scenery. I think yeah. that's what really hooked me is just always being out and appreciating all of the cool things that surrounded you. And Antelope Island is really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. For a lot of people that haven't been out there, I mean, it's almost like you're in a whole different state when you, you go are, out there. Especially on that backside. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It's so That's neat. Yeah, I Were you guys that. living in Farmington at that time? Uh, man, we have moved so many times. That is so sad. Um, no, we weren't. Not in the house we're currently right. in. We were in Davis County. We okay. always have been. But So when did you, like, realize, oh, I live close to some trails that I can run on? <laughs> um, the, the Wasatch 100 course trail or just trails? Just trails in general. Um, definitely not until after I signed up for Wasatch, not until after I got into Wasatch. Right. So and, then, and then you started I training on I the trail? I didn't even have a clue where the trails were in Davis County. That also kind of just, I just kind of happened into... 
um, a good group of people that took me under their wing. And yes, that's where I was going with that. Isn't it? How'd you come upon those people then? Um, so a friend of mine from the gym I was going to at the time had heard that I had got into Wasatch and um, he had suggested that I get in with this group that he's in. And so he got me on the email list and I knew nobody at, in this group okay. other than other than this one guy that had suggested it. And even he only like ran every once in a while with these guys. I think I've seen him like five times over the last couple of years now, <laughs> that, but even though he was the one that got me in. So, um, so he got me in on this email list of, of this trail running group in Davis County. And I, it took me a couple of weeks to get up the courage to show up because I knew the I knew it was mostly men, right? And I also had such little experience on trails. I think, I think, before I actually showed up with those guys, I had completed the Buffalo Run, right? And so, um, I I would go up and run like along the the Firebreak roads, or you know, my my real long run I did. I ran up Farmington Canyon up right. until I hit snow, right? And I turned around and ran down, and then I just ran along the Bonneville Shoreline Trail, like for, I mean, it was like a 26-mile run on the That's Shoreline Trail, yeah, yeah which is. for that race is not, is, it's actually pretty decent, you know, it may not get you through some of those more mountainous ones, but right. it was a great, a great um, way to test the water, so. Now, when you got in with that group, you know, after your first, or how many runs, did they start to take you in, and kind of, did you ask questions? How did you get to figure out the nuances, the nutritions, the, you know, the elevation, um, the hiking, all that. Well, so a couple things. So so this particular group that I run with, and they, they call themselves the snow snorkelers. And, um, no, wait, wait. The snow, snow snorkelers. snorkelers? Snow snorkelers, Okay, right? yeah, I just haven't just heard rolls that. Off the tongue. Yeah, I just haven't heard that. <laughs> Had I you never see heard of that? that? You've never seen that hashtag before? I haven't. I, do they have this a logo? Yeah, so the story, <laughs> the story with this, they were named that no? before I ah. started running with them, but... The story with that was something along the lines of they were they had gone up Adams Canyon one time and it was really deep snow to the point that they were like face planting in the snow and so somehow snow snorkelers gotcha. came across. I like that. Like I'd that, like yeah. a cool I think they need to come a cool logo. That just sticks in my head for some I haven't heard of the snow snorkelers. I apologize. That's okay. Yeah. yeah I apologize. Yeah, they we even upgraded to actually having like starting like a Facebook page last year, so they're really getting with the time. Wow. <laughs> Up until last year it was just an email list that <sighs> this um, friend would send out, you they know. Have t- do they have T shirts? <laughs> um yes, oh actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Where have I been? They they know. did get t- they did do T-shirts last year I think. With, oh man! Yeah, so all right, um, I'm I'm totally checking this out. I know. I'm digging it right now. Yeah, you start searching. I want a, I want a snow snorkeler trucker hat. That's what I want. But that's what I said. I said I, I'll pass on the T-shirt, but you get a trucker hat, and I will wear that probably every day. Yep. So, um, so yeah, they just they took me under their wing. There was there's a couple girls that would come every now and then, but really there were not almost any girls that would come, and so I feel like they just you know, took me under their wing, and I obviously like to talk a lot and chit-chat, and I think it, it was just nice to go out and have people to run with and pass the time and do pretty hard runs, but, like, all of a sudden, an hour and a half later, you've, you know, covered a lot of ground and really enjoyed yourself and the company, and so, yeah, I, that was kind of how I, I started getting to know the trails in Davis County, is I would just show up wherever they said they were going, and yeah, and I had no idea that there were that many amazing trails just in our little backyard of Davis County. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just all up and down the front. That's how it is. Yep. Yeah. With yeah. It just takes, um, just takes, I guess, putting yourself out there a little bit and taking a chance and showing up with the group that might be kind of intimidating to start with. And then you realize that, you know, if you can hold your own and sometimes you can't, sometimes you can, but 
um, yeah, it's just I think sometimes it's just that initial, like, having the guts to just show up one time and see whether it works for you or and not. We, Which it doesn't seem like you got a problem doing that. Oh, I'm gonna do a marathon. I'm gonna do a 50 mile road <laughs> race after I get this boot I, off. I right don't know. I, it's, yeah, it's like a mix between like wanting to do hard things and stupidity. I can't decide which one is. You gotta have that right. though in the the ultra. I mean, that's kind of you kind of yeah, do I, yeah, I right. Agree. But but I'm I'm kind of just. You know, me and Joel talk about this a lot on the podcast. Like you just mentioned, it's that taking that first step to run with on the trails. Because not everybody right. just automatically is out on the trails. They either have a background, whether it's collegiately, high school, road running. But we always tell people that run on the trails are super accepting. Yeah. Right? For new people, they love new people yeah, to show and up. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I, you know, I still hang out in the triathlon world a little bit. I'm currently training for a triathlon, so and that's it's an awesome group, but. There's something about trail I just feel like just has more of a family feel. Like everybody really wants, genuinely wants the other to succeed. And if you're, even if you're like running in the same races, I don't feel like there's ever that element of, am I going to beat this person? Yeah. Am I faster than them? Am I slower than them? It's just everybody um, is out there, you know, to enjoy the trails the same as you are. And we, so. we have a lot of listeners that are like either new to trails or, or trying to make that leap because we get questions right. asked. And I, I can't stress enough what she just said. It's just the people are so accepting. Because I they look are. back before I started trail running, and you have to. It's almost like there's that one or one or two people that help break the ice yes. for you. But then you become that person. Because yeah. I remember when I was running trails and people coming asking me questions. And I'm not a good trail runner, but they were like, so how do I do this? And you just pass that on, and then you see them do a 100-mile yeah. race, and you're like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. That's super cool. So I think I mean, what you said is just spot on with, with the trail community. That's, that I'd like to say, a huge percentage of that. Yeah. I think it always takes that, like, it's a little bit into, I mean, it's going to be intimidating in any new thing that you start out with. But, um, and you may find that it's not even for you, but at least you would know, you know, that you show up. And so I, I have people a lot just through social media that will message me quite often and say, oh, I, you have this group in Davis County, you know, how did you get in with them? And so I'm always like, please come. And I'm, you know, I'm spreading the gospel of the snow snorkelers. Like, you that. should come and enjoy. I mean, I would love to have more girls to yeah. come out and run with me. And um, the response is almost always the same, which is, well, I'm afraid I'm not fast enough or, right. you know, and I can't keep up. The answer is I'm like, when I first started with them, I was a pretty solid mid packer with this particular group of people and um over the years everybody's getting faster and faster and honestly it's gotten to where this group in particular is pretty fast i mean there's it's a big enough group and and people show up you know not the same people show up every time but it depends on the day but for the most part now with this group that i run with i'm almost always in the back i might have some good runs you know but um it's a lot of fast guys and so i'm most always in the back and at this point i don't care you know, so it's so who, do we, who are some of these guys? we got to know some of these can people. You, can Come you call on. out some snow can snorkelers? Name you, yeah, name please. drop some snow um, snorkelers. Well, so Steve Newman, I call him I know the Steve godfather. Okay. So I know I, that name. Yeah, I know Steve. So I actually call him coach. I joke because right. I'm a running coach, but right. he's my, I call him, I him like Steve. my running. So he is. Give us one more. Uh, um, Tommy. Tommy's. Tommy no, runs with him a lot. Okay. He doesn't count. He doesn't count. Um. Uh, Benj Becker is no, another one. I don't know him. Okay, I'll I've tell you what name. I really do love about this group is that for the most part they are all so socially antisocial. Very, very, and they just are they, they go awkward? out and run. No, okay. not at all awkward. Just Dang antisocial it. in the sense that, um, like a lot of this, 
you know, the trail community in, in the Wasatch is pretty tight-knit and pretty yeah. small, and, and everybody kind of knows everybody, and you see a lot of the so same social media posts, and we've got the big group with the Wranglers, and it's a right. pretty active group on social media, and and um, most of these guys, you almost never see their them on there. They right. just But they just run because that's just what they love to do. I mean, it's kind of like not Bryce Warren. Oh, perfect example. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know Bryce. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's he's, like that. They just he's like are the happy to show up, but they 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 share the same common you know loves and interests right. as I do in the trails, and so um, just a great good quality group of people to spend time with. But um, their motives are pure, and none of it has anything to do with what other people think. Right. So that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I like That's it. Really cool. I, I'm yeah. just digging it. I didn't know Steve Newman was a snow snorkeler. What? He is the he is the snow he's snorkeler. The head. He's the he's the one that he's started Aquaman. the email. He's Aquaman. <laughs> he's Aquaman. That's who he is. Is what. He no, wait a minute. Is he the new Aquaman? Or is he the old Aquaman? Are we I talking feel like, like I need to know we, the story. Are we, are we talking like the old one, man? We're talking the about the original, the, the OG Aquaman, right? Like, like the new one, like the new Superman one. No, no. what old school Aquaman? Okay. Old school. <laughs> oh my yeah, like All right. yeah, way old school. Back okay. Legion, you know, Justice League. Justice League, the old guy, one. He'd never participate until they needed it, right? Yeah, he right. He was never hanging out. <laughs> well, they had to be close to water. Yeah, he's like, man, I can't breathe. <laughs> 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 Someone throw me some Dasani. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so let's recap. Got in the running. On accident for the trails. Yeah, Yeah. totally accident. Uh, You did half marathon, marathon, road 50 miler. Uh, Put your name out there for this race, this obscure race. No one's Got in and kind of freaked out. Picked up a group of guys to start running with. And then you do your your first 50 mile trail run, Squaw Peak. Yes. How was that compared to doing the 50-mile road run? Ooh. Um, I tell people that in terms of, of sheer pain, and this, is not, this doesn't have anything to do with the, the course of Squaw Peak, but because I was so ill-prepared for um, the first 50-miler and because it was all road, which is, I mean, that's just unique those I didn't realize when I ran that how unique a 50 mile road race is right. and, and it's just not even there anymore unfortunately yeah. Yeah. but um my feet just were I, they were so broken but Squaw Peak um Squaw Peak tore me up it was the first um real soul sucker I think for me nice but but I I don't know why I just really thrive on that something yeah. about like Almost getting the point that you are broken, but you don't. You still like persevere, and then. So did you get to that point in the Ogden Valley 50 miler? Um, no, and I and I don't really know if I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that um, on that course in particular, you you had you could have your crew follow you, kind of like Pony Express. You right. could have a car follow you for most of the race, and so you always had people around right. to like talk you, you know, talk you through things and. Tommy met up with me and ran, you know, the last, like, up and over trappers. Right. And, and there were so many points on um, Squaw Peak where you're just totally alone. And By so yourself. you're left to your own your own head, you right. know. And so it's completely up to you to push through that on your own. So, um, but I got it done. And it was, you know, and I felt like it was decent. I ran it with a friend um, that was also her first real mountain 50 miler. And... I think that was the f- the first time that I fully appreciated the difficulty of real mountain terrain, right. real hard climbing. 
and descents. I think it was actually the the descents that killed me more than the climbing. <laughs> yeah, coming point. off Windy Pass is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's oh, yeah. like mile forty. What is that? Forty. It's got to be 40 because it's about like a seven mile downhill. Yeah, right? It is about, I think it's about my, yeah, I think I had a few out of body experiences yeah, on yeah. that climb. Now, so let me, let me go backwards. Was your first trail run Buffalo run on the trails? First trail race, yeah. Trail race, yeah, okay. Yeah. And your but first. She was, she was doing trail runs. But not racing. Yeah, up okay. on the, the bench. Okay, so yeah. your yeah. first 50, or your first trail race was Buffalo. Yes. Your yeah. first 50 mile trail race was Squaw. Right. Yes. Your first 100 mile trail race was Wasatch. Yes. We have all three of those in common. Look at that. That is. That my is first, serendipitous My first right ever trail race was Buffalo. Right. Really? First 50 was Squaw Peak. My first 100 was Wasatch. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I like that. I love talking to guests. Yeah. We have always have stuff in common. True. Look at that. Yeah. Our last guest loves cheese curds. <laughs> Come on. Who would have known? I, I'm oh, a cheese curd connoisseur. That was you good. You just pull yeah. out some real gems in this show, don't <laughs> yeah, you? That's all we do. That's <laughs> all we do. The most important things, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all about Yeah, we don't, ask, about we don't ask silly stuff. No. Yeah, we ask, like, people want to know, <laughs> right? Okay, so you, you've done your fair share races now, your right. fair share trail races. You know, we do some internet stalking uh, from time to time. We've been known <laughs> We've been known for that. Right. Uh, we're actually uh, going to start uh, a degree at Western Governors University <laughs> on uh, on the proper way to stalk people. I do not people. put it past you at all. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd love Professor Stalker. <laughs> Professor Stalker. I like that. So, uh, so you've done the Bear 100 a few times, right? I've done that twice. Now, yes. and the reason I bring it up is because you did the Bear last year. Right? Oh, yes, I did. So that was the, the gnarly. Just what did the, we call that? The bear apocalypse. No, the gnarly the bear. bear. The nasty bear. Nasty Come bear. on, hashtag nasty yeah. bear. Yeah, we so, call it nasty bear. So you did that one um, last year. Did you do year. it the year before, too? I did do it the year before, yep. yes. Okay. So she did 15 and 16. Right. And she's registered this year again, right? Right. For the bear. Um, yes, yeah. I actually <laughs> I registered for that and also got into Wasatch. So I'm currently registered for... That girl, Both. give me, give me some. Joel's slapping high fives. Are you really? Yeah, yep. I'm gonna do what? double two. This is the year to do Crazy. it. Come on, there's three weeks apart. Right. Ex- yeah, I've thought it. I've thought it out. Now I'm not a. I'm not a hundred percent sold. Yes, you are. Why not? Oh, You're in both. Well, you can't back out now. You can't back I out. Just, mm, well, it was. I didn't plan it this way. Doesn't matter. See, this everything's is, an accident. This is on the internet. This is on the internet. Like bad choices are always on it. No, I. I'm seriously considering it, but I'm factoring in that Tom, I have, you know, Tommy races with me too. And it's always a balance. Yeah, Tommy like had his year. He had his year he last had his year. year. You know what? If you're listening, Tommy, he that is listening. these are, these guys are agreeing with me. Yeah. This is, you had this year. is my year. Back Tommy off, had buddy. a year. Right. Tommy Thank had you. a year. So he's <coughs> registered for the bear. Um, was. He's supposed to be pacing. <laughs> was registered I, I love you guys. See? That <laughs> this, he gets money this back really right now. Full yeah. refund. And right he now. can open up a spot on the wait list so he'd be exactly. a hero to others. Yeah. 50 deep right now. So yep. um, if it weren't for that, and, I, and I'm not saying that to make him feel bad because I, he, you know, he, I really love that he races too. But anyway, um, it's hard for us both to race the same races. Well, yeah. 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 I, yeah like just set our kids in front of the TV and throw some cereal on the floor yeah. and shut the door and be like, we'll exactly. see you in a couple just make days. See you in two just days. Yeah. Chain it. Chain the door. No, yeah. <laughs> chain yeah. the door. Yeah. That's, or use the underneath just the sink. Just throw some ketchup and spot. mustard out there. That'd be <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. No, so, um, mayo. But either way, I mean, he, we always pace each other anyway. So the kids thing is always a factor, but um, as lame as it sounds, I really enjoy having him with me on the, th- we just like to be at the finish of each other's races. And right. so, that's one thing I have to consider, knowing that I would be doing that as my second hundred in three weeks. And it would 
be difficult. Right. And I really want him to be there to experience that last. Okay, so you know, what he needs to do is run most of the race with you. Well, I said, okay. Right? I know, but I, and I'm not going to say for sure because it's maybe it's bad karma, <laughs> but he has he has some pretty aggressive goals this year. Well, he has a very specific goal for that race for himself. For the bear? Yes. It'll be there next year. Most certainly not aligning with my goal for that race. Right. And yeah. so, um, yeah. So we haven't we haven't really dealt with that yet. I think. What's we're his ultra sign up password? Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're, yeah. yes, I'm registered for both. Haven't right decided on. yet. Uh, Wasatch is, a, is a for sure. For sure, That's for sure. 100%. So is that, would you, was that your goal race? Is the Wasatch your goal race for this year? Yes. Okay, hesitation. What else you got going then? Um, not a lot. You know, last year last year was unique. You know, we had with Tommy's doing the Grand Slam and um, being 100% transparent, I was pretty burned out by the end of that season. And... Yeah totally enjoyed it it was and i still claim that was like the the most amazing experience we've ever done and if anybody has that opportunity i would recommend it to them hands down but um but when you're in the middle of it and trying to balance that with family family and jobs and real life and podcasts pets sadly that's a thing you know like it was it was a really hard year to balance all that and i think tommy and i for we specifically do, we thrive more on being like overwhelmed and constantly busy than we do on doing nothing. And um, anyway, I, I was just really burned out. And so when it came to time for me to run my own race at the end of that season after he had done all of his races, I really felt pretty apathetic to my race. I had just, I lost my fire. I mean, I'm right. normally pretty competitive and I really, you know, love the race day atmosphere and stuff. And I just, I had, I had a hard time talking myself not talk. I knew I would do it, but I just, I don't know. I just was having a hard time getting jazzed about the whole idea of running this hundred miler. And, um, so after that, I had a hard thought, you know, of like, what do we want to do this year? And, and all last summer I kept saying next year, we're, we're not doing anything. We're not signing up for anything. We're just doing. How long did that last? I know like two days, (laughs) maybe two days. The next time we sat behind a computer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really didn't lie. And deep down, I knew. I just, you know, he, I we can't stay away from it. We're totally at well, it. And he, he put in for UTMB, didn't he? He did, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, right. so we kind of, and that was what made this year tricky is, is the UTMB lottery was pretty late in the season compared to a lot of the other lotteries. And so it was really hard to make decisions on what races were available to sign up for after we found out that whether he was into UTMB or not, because how close it was to Wasatch and some other stuff, I just didn't know whether right. I'd be able to even put in for those lotteries. And I was okay with it because that would be a really cool experience to go. I would be thrilled to go down and support him in that and not right. race at all this year, if that's what it came down to. But um, yeah, he didn't get into that. And so there was still enough time for me to, squeak into the Wasatch lottery and which is why I signed up for Bear as a backup because I knew that I had to know I was afraid Bear would sell out and anyway so here I am with two with two registrations and I really kind of would like to run both of them but who knows so yeah so we didn't know that we would do much this year in fact at the start of the year I thought we would do nothing other than just travel with the kids and camp and do a lot of more a lot more like destination running um, go down and do some fun long stuff in some really pretty places that weren't actual races so but you're also does it sound like you're doing a triathlon this year too <laughs> yeah there's okay. that where's that coming out <laughs> kind of like out of nowhere right? yeah so um so tommy has done you know he's done several um iron mounds before before i got him into the trail stuff i always like i just want everybody to know for the record 
I did all this stuff first. Yeah. <laughs> he followed in my footsteps. So he, right? he really is the back half Barlow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and more than that. But than what he does way. is he'll he'll come in after me and then just absolutely cream me out after I've trained my butt off all year, you know, and then he'll just kind of slide and be like, oh, this sounds fun. Well, because and now he knows how he to the proper way to do yeah. it. That's though. right. You do he's all the legwork, literally, and you do yeah. all the you know, figuring it out. And he's like, oh, See? that's what you do? I'll do that. Yeah, so he – so. Um, <clears throat> Last year, I, I like, this kind of comes in with the coaching thing that we, sounds like we'll talk about later, but um, I always like to do some fast stuff early season just to get a nice speed base. And I've, and I tried a couple years ago, um, I decided I'd go back and try and do a marathon. And this was still kind of in the middle after I'd been doing a lot of trail racing. And by the end of the trail season, I, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I kind of feel like I just lost a lot of my leg turnover ability. Like I'm, I get really good at my climbing and my descending and technical all of that stuff but i almost kind of crave just just running fast maybe people don't maybe no. people don't. but you know I what i mean you know you, you just focus so much on your mountain stuff right and, um and if i was really good and smart i would still be doing some you know faster tempo runs and stuff because it would still benefit me on the trail but i never would do it i would never have the time with all of the stuff and i was i was i was always putting that off so that i could go do the really pretty mountain stuff with right. my groups of trail friends and Anyway, um, so I decided I would do a marathon early season and then transition into trail one year. I thought I'd be really smart and do that, but um, it kind of I kind of imploded and backfired on me because I've got some um, genetic back problems that I don't do well with with a lot of road racing. I do a lot better on trail, but not great with road. And so I just was broken after this marathon and ended up having um, not a great race and not a great early season and so I just um, anyway I decided the next year I would try something different which was a triathlon because I could run you know try and actually run fast um, but not as much pounding so that was kind of how the triathlon thing came about so I did last year with Tommy we both signed up for the Oceanside half Ironman oh. and I totally loved it who would have known I would I would like that I enjoyed the training it got me through the winter where you're you know, like Utah inversion stuff is just super crappy. Nasty. Right. Running out on the trails is more like slogging along through, you know, s like post-holing snow. And so it gave me a goal to focus on early season and, right. and decided to do that this year. And you doing the same one? Ocean. Same one. So yeah. when, when is that? April 1st. Oh. oh, right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. So is that your first thing this year then? Is just yes. you're focused on that, and then after that you're going to jump into yeah, some other stuff? Yeah, and I'm not, I don't know that I'll sign up for any other official races. I, I might do Tushers. Um, I did that last year. I really enjoyed that. I just love that course, the scenery. I mean, it's a brutal, brutal course, but scenery is hard to beat, and the atmosphere is super fun, and it's a great place to take kids for camping anyway, oh, okay. so that's kind of a win-win there. But That's cool. Um, yeah, we haven't decided yet. We're just kind of putting it off well, you better because it sounds like it's just a, a race to who gets the computer first sometimes yeah, too. i kind of feel like that <laughs> well right. so literally the day that tommy found out that he didn't get into utmb he mm. texted me and said that he was signing up for this beacon rock 50k oh. that's in june well that's right he found out because of james varner james varner that's like yes, james varner's yes. favorite he came, race he came home thing. like a couple days before the utmb lottery and was telling me about that um podcast whatever he was listening to and saying it just that sounded like it was a, yeah so he was talking about all these cool races that right. 
this that they put on and anyway and had never heard of beacon rock but i guess it sounded like it was one of his favorites yeah that's we the asked varner so which one would you do and it's he's the race director of yeah. all the races yes. and varner was like well it'd be beacon rock yeah because i guess it's a cool place for families to go camp at exactly too. Yeah. and that's what sold tommy on the idea right. and so so he signed up for that like Sweet. the day that he didn't get into that's utmb awesome. so so he's got that and between and I'm happy to just go and run while we're down there. I can you know stay with the kids and we, and we'll just swap. But right. Well, maybe James Varner can watch your kids and you can race hey. too. Hey, there you go. Get Let's just bo- put that out box there. Box of Lucky Charms. James. <laughs> head of cabbage. Just that in could case. be a new service. That that could be a new like ultra service. That would like be a great a service. Race. Oh we yeah. Can provide babysitting services for portable you know. preschool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, teach him something while you're out there. That would exactly. be great. Yeah. Hey, oh. I have a feeling that would be a really that would be huge. Not successful business. Oh, I think it'd be big. <laughs> You're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be totally fun for yeah. somebody else to do that. Yeah, somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for somebody else somebody to babysit else to our kids. Yeah, while exactly. We don't run. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe Only just for like 50K at the most, right? Maybe yeah. have them all at one aid station. Yeah. No. That'd be you awesome. You know, I think That'd what you could do. So, <laughs> so my friend Chelsea and I have always joked that we wanted to start a a. a band just to play at finish lines of races oh yeah and so we were like that'll for sure be successful but maybe if you comboed like you you booked gigs at the finish line mm-hmm. and you played in the band but while they were racing you babysat the kids right. it's just a way to supplement the income see true that's a yeah. great way to do it because people are going to pay that fee i would yeah i don't even have kids that age that could need to be watched but i would pay for someone else's kids to be watched <laughs> So do you guys have, because I, I like to go back to this, do you guys have a band name yet? Do we have a what? A band name? A, a band name. Yeah, what's oh. your band's name? You and Chelsea's. Ooh. You don't have one? No. See, I've got a band name I've had for years. I just don't have a band. You just don't have the band yeah. part. Well, you it? can join our band. My band name is No Mas Pantalones. No Mas Pantalones. Oh. How now cool would that be? that's pretty great. Yeah. Could you imagine a crowd just screaming that during yeah, your the show? Yeah, they crowded the finish line of a trail race, yeah. like all... No more pants. People that See, are I don't there. like no pants. That's true. I'm so surprised one day. you got them on right I know, now. right? And I so don't I know that they wow. want you watching their kids while they're racing with the band name of No More Pants, but I don't the know. The kids will love it. The kids, kids will, will love it. They'll be ch- buy they into it. But they won't know what it means most of No, you they know? don't. I mean, that's why I kind of, it's on the sly. So, yeah, that's my band name, No More okay. Pantalones. Well, I'm, I'm I already, I already did the tambourine, so I don't know what you're contributing. That would fit into the band, absolutely. I just slap it on my hip. Yeah, but... Chelsea already, she said she'd sing, which is great, so... You have to have jorts, though. Oh, yeah. That's part of the band. Jorts and cowboy boots, that would be the best for No Moss Pantalones. <laughs> I'm out. I like where this is going. <laughs> oh, man. I got these ideas. They just come to me. Yeah. <laughs> but Joel doesn't like them, so. Not that one. <laughs> uh, you're going to be doing my website, so just be careful. Okay. So so I can't believe you guys are going to Beacon Rock. Yeah. Because I really want to go. That. I really do. It's June well, 10th. Could, why is? could you not mm-hmm. come? I mean, I feel like. Uh, I can still because okay. I'm not. I don't have anything going on in that time That's true. frame. I thought we were going over to La- Lander. That's June 24th. So that's still two weeks out, yeah. right? Yeah. Seven and seven. So you got time weeks. to recover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what are you going s- to Lander for? The Top secret mission? Yeah. Ooh. No, not really. Sink, Sink Canyon Rough and Tumble 50K. And wow. it's if you see if you go online and check it out, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so pretty. You ever been on a Sinks Canyon? It's pretty rad. No. In, yeah. yeah. No. Middle, of Wyoming, middle of nowhere, Wyoming, which is anywhere Wyoming, really. Well, isn't, isn't Lander over kind of by... Um, the Wind Rivers? Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's why you've yeah, heard of it. It's I on the went to eastern the flank of the winds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah in the middle of nowhere, but so right. there's a race over there. Yeah. It's pretty. Oh, you got time to rig- No. The coach, the coach in me says no. 
you right. shouldn't do Beacon Rock. But you could. It's it should be a really there's fun. There's a 30k. Oh, see, a nice little tune-up. There's a there's a four miler, an eleven miler, and a fifty k for the Sink Canyoners. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I'm doing the fifty k, so I could still do Beacon Rock thirty k. Yeah, go that for it. Fit. And that there's fit. like a kids fun run. You could show up for that. Oh, that'd be yeah, awesome. I'd totally shave Just my face. Just push all the kids out of the way. Right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Win. Right? I would shave my face for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and take like one of those ring pops. So <laughs> like the one chance we ever have to podium. Yeah. <laughs> the kids. I wouldn't, the kids I wouldn't yeah. put money on me for one of those either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. We got uh, races going on. You got your Bear 100. Yep. Um, so we, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Let's talk about tenacity tenfold endurance did i get that right you got it okay so that's a website right you can go there and that's your that is my coaching business okay. so so i'm a running coach so how'd you get into that um so along you know along this everybody calls it my journey into running right, right. My, so um really i I mean, I just genuinely loved running, and I loved the feeling of accomplishment, and I noticed, you know, for the most part, people didn't know how to train right, and I was really interested in myself in knowing how to train correctly, right. and um, I'm a huge advocate of knowledge is power, and um, so I, you know, after a couple of years of getting into ultras and stuff. So I've been running for several years, but um, decided just to, to go and take a leap and go get certified as a running coach. So um, I that was four years ago that I actually got officially certified. And um, so my niche kind of is, is I, tr I coach both road and trail. Right. Um, the majority of my clients are in trail running just because that's you know, what I do myself. And... Um, but I'm, you know, equally as passionate about coaching for road. They're both very different as far as the needs of the individual athlete in those categories. But, um, yeah. And so how long have you been doing that then? So officially coaching for four years. Okay. okay. And so how many clients do you generally have at one time? Um, I have learned over... Have you learned to say no yet? Yeah, actually, th I've gotten good this year. Okay. Um, I never... I have like a, a set amount that I feel like is reasonable to take on at one time. And, and I'm a really, it's really important to me that I'm, you know, giving my best possible for each individual athlete. And it's really difficult to give each one the proper amount of individual attention that I feel like they need right. um, to maximize their potential in what they're training for. If you're overloaded or overwhelmed with too many different clients. And um, so, so I only take up to 15 at a time. But um, I, you know, I do better with, and it depends on, you know, what the types of clients I have too. You know, some are more, um, need more than others. And so right. I, you know, I'm always fluid in what works and what doesn't work. But So you've got, um, on your website, just looking, you have different packages, different ways that people, you're smiling because you know I've been checking out the I website. I am super See? impressed. That's yeah. what we do here. So you have different, uh, like monthly and, and, and week-wise, right? Like training for yeah, x-rays yeah. or training for... Something like that. Is that kind of how so, you do yeah, yours? So, yeah, to simplify it, there's two two real options when it comes to coaching. You can have a monthly running coach, or like an actual running coach, and that's the monthly. Or you can just purchase a race training plan, okay. which well, that's where it comes into the weeks because that varies by how, you know, how many weeks you need for a plan. So, so I, I like to ask this question because we've talked to other coaches. What's it like being a coach and watching your, your little grasshopper, right, your little student, <laughs> 
What's it like to see them accomplish their goal at that race? Oh, it's so satisfying. That, that's part of the reason why I have really loved what I've done over the last couple of years is because I have found that it is equally satisfying for me to watch other people accomplish their goals, especially when you get to know people so well. I mean, I, I look at coaching, it's a lot like a, a friendship where you have to make sure that the personalities mesh well. And, and my philosophy as a coach is that um, all athletes are people first before they're athletes. And so you really get to know you know, and you understand the sacrifices they're making on a daily basis to put in the training time um, financially and, and with their families and this, the time and the blood, sweat and tears, all of that. And so, um, yeah, it's really fun. So I had, so one in particular last year was just so fun to watch. And he was a road client and he came to me. Um, he was, I think this would have been his 17th marathon um, to attempt to Boston qualify. He had wow. run 16 previous marathons, tried to Boston qualify, and had never been able to do so. And um, so he hired me, and he and I didn't have a, quite as much time as I had hoped to to get him to his goal, but I kind of considered his previous history and looked at it and said, okay, I feel like we have enough time between where you're starting to ultimately he was running the Ogden Marathon, and that's where he wanted to Boston qualify. And um, so got him going and I and I still remember we were out of town traveling um and being out of town out of service and I had just been really antsy all day to like get back into service to find out what had gone on that day because I know how important it was for him to Boston qualify at this race and I still remember I think we were in Moab um driving back into service and getting the text ding 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 ding, and <laughs> looking at it he's like I did it I did oh, it man, and not only cool. did he Boston qualify he beat his Boston qualifying time by about eight minutes which wow. Which, if you know, like if you've ever run marathons and run enough to know that eight minutes is a pretty big deal. So he had PR'd and then still got a school after attempting so many times. I mean, so that was a really proud moment, not just as a coach, but just because you know how amazing of a feeling and how relieving it's got to be for somebody that puts so much effort into something that's so important to them and have them finally accomplish that after so many tries. Well, man, my, before even that, my hats off to whoever that was because doing it 16 times yeah. and not doing it there's a lot of people wouldn't make it that far before they bagged it right? right yeah i mean that's a lot of i look at it as like entering the hard rock lottery but without the work right you get denied 16 times you're just kind of like screw it <laughs> i'm never gonna do yeah. it yeah but to keep the persistence that's amazing but it itself. shows you there that it shows you that there really is such a science behind training and so Generally speaking, someone could look at someone and say, okay, if you've attempted 16 times and haven't been able to make it, you've probably reached your, your max right, potential, your potential in that. And that's not always the case. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of tweaking. And in this runner's case, he actually was overtraining. He was running too much. And so right. when I looked at his previous history and kind of what he had been doing, it took it took a lot of, of faith on his part okay. to say, okay, I'm, I'm putting it all out there. I'm going to listen to you. And I had him scale back quite a bit on the amount of miles that he was running. And we just focused on specific quality and things that he needed to do to build up his speed. And that was finally what got it for him. So That's cool. Well, I, I've never had a coach when it comes to running, right? But I can honestly say my I believe it. I believe in it because I saw Joel last year right. and a few other friends, Debbie Fark and a few others, first time they've really got a coach. And I've run with Joel for years, and he started getting – you know, trained and it was ridiculous. Like yeah. he was, he was cruising. Well, and I've noticed this and you, and you guys tell me if you feel like I'm right or wrong on this, but I have noticed that in the trail, in, in the ultra community, especially 
Um, it's not, it's not, it's more common that people will hire a coach for road running or triathlon right. or something like that, but it's not as common for you to hire a coach in the ultra running community. But a, a lot of the mentality I noticed in the ultra and something that I've kind of had to learn to, um, adapt to or be aware of when people come for coaching is that for the most part with people that trail race or ultra ultra run are really in it for the social like yeah. they really love their groups i mean exactly. it's just like me i love i love running with my snow snorkelers i love it right um but if you're you know on a specific plan on there's a, plan. a lot of sacrifices there you is. have to make um, I mean, people that road race, like, they're fine to go out and do their a lot right. of their training runs on their own because you have to have your specific paces or whatever, yep. and a lot of them are fine and just know getting into it that it's more of a solo investment. Right, and right. that's really hard transition mentally for a lot of people in the ultra community because it doesn't mean that you have to completely give up your group stuff. There's there's ways that you can make all of that work and integrate, but it doesn't mean that you can have your cake and eat it too. You have right. to pick and choose but it just depends on what your goals are and what you want to get out of it yeah when you got on your when your schedule's got like hill repeats yeah and i mean you who wants go to out do that them, with you honestly right <laughs> yeah i don't yeah yeah no you're not <laughs> yeah. showing up for that I'm no. Not even no. no so it's yeah and it and it has to be specific to what you want so it, it can be difficult and that is something mm. for people to consider but that being said doesn't mean you have to completely give up you know, your social oh, yeah. aspect of I, it. I think it's that's important to, to have that in, built into your program. And I think any good coach is going to help build that into your program. Yes. You know, go, here's a free day. Go out, you know, I want you to run 15 miles and have it at a recovery pace. And that, yeah. so that's like your social run. Yeah. And that's when Joel can invite See, and, I, and I've learned yeah. to cater. Like, I know, I know running with the, this, my group in particular, because I'm usually the slowest one now in this group of pretty fast men. And there's some girls that have joined it that are pretty fast too. And, and I can't show up every day and try to keep up with them and expect to not completely burn out after right. a couple of weeks of, I mean, that my tempo pace is a lot of their easy run paces, you know? So right. I, there's a lot of times last year where I would have to pass that up and go out and do my own thing on a couple of days. And I got by just fine. I was, you know, right. I still got my feel of what I needed and yeah. And all that, but well, I think me and Joel talked about it because when he he decided to get a coach, his kind of thing was I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this, but I want to see what I'm capable of. Right? Because like Joel's been running for like 52 years yeah. in the At trail least. scene. Wow, um, that's he's, amazing. Yeah, yeah he's, know, right? he's pretty I old. almost almost invented. He it. almost <laughs> did. Almost. He got beat to the Can punch. You shake your hand. That's <laughs> yeah. <pretty> cool. <laughs> exactly. But no, he's been running a long time, and um, you know, you you enjoy it, so you've had your enjoyment. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy it when you decide to get a coach, but it does. Dr dr drastically change your it approach, did. right? Yes. And um, and I like I said firsthand, I saw the effects it had. But it's you know, I like the concept. And I want to see what I'm capable of before, right. you know, either my kids get more involved with stuff, or I get injured, or I'm in a, you know using a walker or whatever it is, I'm right? A walker <laughs> with the tennis balls on it or whatever it is. <laughs> so I think these are great. I mean, this is something I never really put a lot of thought into. Is what you said is you still people in ultra running. It's a lot of that community base. So it when is. you when you hire a coach, it's like, well, I'm kind of I'm kind of shifting away from that a little bit, but you're still you're just taking on some different goals, maybe. As yeah, well, you are. Yeah. You gotta be committed to that outcome. Yeah, is what it comes down to. Yeah, and so it's certainly not for everybody, and right. it's not for every personality, but the, it is for some people. And I've yep. been surprised at how many people really it, it is for. It can be. You know, it can be really beneficial for the right person. So. And I think a lot of it, for me, is seeing people do it's the accountability. That's right? all about the accountability. Because when you when you don't have a coach like myself, the alarm clock goes off at 4 a.m., and I'm like, 
I'm kind of feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling know? like I'm going to go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to sleep right now. But Snooze. when you're accountable, yep. because it's like, nope, I got to do this because this is, you know, I got to report back to somebody right. or we're working towards this other thing. You get out of bed. It's almost like running with people. When you know you're running with people, you're usually pretty good at getting there. But if it's yeah. like a solo endeavor, yeah, I'll probably hit the yeah. snooze, you know, a couple times. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of lot of different aspects to hiring a coach, not just the training part, but the... And I, I've kind of noticed this too, in in um, at least in our my little you know small trail circle here, and just the Wasatch in general. Um, in the trail community, probably more than road, um, people love to just go out on a whim and do really crazy cool things. Yeah. And not necessarily. And and again, I'm not saying any of these are bad things because a lot of times they turn out to be really awesome, amazing experiences, but. Um, it tends to be a little less, uh, I don't know if it's like thought out in terms of like, usually in a road race, you know, you'll structure your based off of different races and stuff. Right. We have so many cool things to do here. I mean, like we do you can go, go out and run the rim right. to rim to rim right. or what, you know, we have all these cool destination races that we can do with friends where it's not like in the road community. Someone's going to be like, let's drive to St. George and run 20 miles together. Like that. Yeah. That sounds I'll awful. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. You know, do it here. Right. But yeah, we'll go and travel to do these cool, amazing destination runs, which is actually what I am aiming to do most of this year. Anyway, that's kind of my um, goal this year. But, but because of that element to it, that people tend to get injured really you right. know, a lot easier in the trail community or overtraining syndrome is very right. common too Never because it's really hard for us to say no to stuff like we want to be the yes man so um so that's been hard i've i've kind of feel like i've i've I'm in a certain group of my friends, I'm called the trail matriarch because they're always like texting me and saying, well, should I do this <laughs> or should I, is it a bad idea if I do this? And right. I was, you know, and I feel like as a, and I'm always texting back and say, well, do you want me to give you an answer as a coach or as a friend? Because right. my answer is going to be different. If it's, if it's a, a coach, friend, here's your invoice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, here's that's your invoice. <laughs> well, you know, as PayPal? a coach, I'm going to yeah. tell you probably what you don't want to hear. Yeah. But as your friend, I'm like, heck yeah, sign up. That sounds yeah. awesome. I would love to do that too. Right. You know, so. It's that, it's that we always talk about. It. It's a fear of missing out, man. It is. Always. Oh, yeah. It's you know. terrible. Yep. Hey, we're going to design Traverse. Hey, we're going to do Good Water Rim. Hey, we're doing, you know, Ruby Mountains. Hey, I mean, there's like you said, there's so many places yeah. around here, but it's like. Right. Man. But how great that that's, you know, the yeah. problem that we deal with is like picking yeah. and choosing we can have between a lot worse all problems. of the awesome things. Right. Yeah. yeah. What a Tetons good life. And yeah. Yeah. King's Peak or whatever it might be. So are you full right now with uh, clients? Um, yes. Yes and no. I. What's that mean? Depending on the athlete and what their goals are and what they're looking for. Um, so how do you screen new athletes? I always... I will always for sure we have a phone call first no right. matter what. And I always tell this to people. So if someone... And, um, you know, contacts me initially and anybody's welcome to, by the way, you know, they can go to my website and contact me. And a lot of times they'll give me some sort of little rundown, like via email of here's what I'm looking for. And and I always suggest, well, let's just hop on the phone call and have a chat first, because right. you probably want to know more about me as as what type of a coach I am before you'd even decide if I'm the right coach for you. Right. Because like I said earlier, I feel like it's really important that the coach that you hire, because you're working so closely together fits your personality true and um so we always have a phone call first and they can kind of tell me their goals and i'll 
um, you know, tell them a little bit more about what my coaching philosophy is and kind of what you expect when you first sign on. And I always tell them, like, make sure you hang up and think about it for a little bit. If this is really what you want to commit to, especially because I bring up those, especially if it's an ultra client and I um, will bring up those, you know, concepts like, so have you thought about the fact that if you hire a coach, that means you can't go out and run every single group run you get invited to or, right. you know, and some people haven't thought of that and some already have, and that's fine. So always a phone call first to just for them mainly is what I feel like is important for them to decide whether they even their values align with mine and their philosophy and training aligns with mine. And then um, from there, if we feel like it's a fit, then we can just further it through email and, and get going. So when you say what kind of coach you are, does it have to do with like your Twitter, Twitter handle? You know, <laughs> I mean, is that kind of because that's how I would get who you are. Right. Is your, your tw- I'm like, oh, I like that. Right. What is your handle? <laughs> Isn't it? It's sarcasm and spandex. 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 Yeah. That's right. So to me, I'm like, I like that sarcasm. I'm in. Right. right. I mean, See? so that's a good baseline. Well, and the thing is, I don't even advertise my coaching business. Um, it's just word I, of mouth. Fortunately, you know, fortunately for me, I just stay busy enough through word of mouth coaching, which is the way I like it anyway. But um, yeah, so a lot of people come to me already knowing, you know, through my my social media stuff and so they kind of have an idea of who I am and but that being said that my my Instagram is me and my own you know endeavors and personality infused and that it transfers over to coaching a little bit but I still you know coach Kenzie is a little bit different than my buddy trail Kenzie and I always tell people that like I'm a pretty um I'm a definitely a cheerleading type a cheerleader type as far as like encouraging people to go out and I'm very very passionate about um, what I do and the race atmosphere and just, I mean, I love it to the core and I am so fascinated with like human performance and the science behind the training and all of, so passionate and that's really infused into my coaching but but I also um, especially it gets tricky when I'm coaching people locally I always right. say just so you know I am, I, I can be extremely blunt and I will tell you if I feel like it, something's not going well or if, you know, if you're doing something that shouldn't be done or whatever, you know, please always run it by me first right. because I'll tell you. Or if, if you find like out through social media, they're doing oh, something. And that yeah. happens, you know, and I, and I say yeah. that, like, it's not like I'm just going to pretend like I don't see it and let it slip because you hired me for a specific reason and you're paying me for something. And right. I, and I understand the, like how much of a financial sacrifice it is for anybody, right. you know, family man, anybody to, you know, invest in a monthly coach. And so it's my job to make sure that I'm doing my job in that regard. So right. I always It's about being to. held. If, if you can't be held accountable, yeah. it's not a good fit, right? Exactly. So, so I say that to people, like if you aren't um, okay. If not willing to be coached. Being called, you know, be, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And because change equals change, right? If right. you, if you hired a coach is because you're looking for something to change. And so don't expect to be able to do all the things you did last year in terms of habits and running all that stuff. Otherwise you're not going to get changed. That's why, that's why coaching, I think that's why it's so valuable and that's why it should be viewed as a value. Right. And meaning that you need to look at it and be like, okay, I'm going to get something greater out of this than what I was doing last year because my coach is going to invest in me. Right. Because you got to think of it as an investment, not only as a short term goal, but also it's going to carry over not only later in the year, but next year, because you're going to develop these habits, hopefully this new way of thinking with your coach and you're going to carry that on. Yeah. It's it's a total investment. Yeah. And I look at a lot of clients, too. um, You know, like some of them will just go through one entire race season, you know, with a coach. 
and then feel like the next year they don't need a coach and right. or their goals are different or they don't want to be as in, as aggressive or they don't want it you know what they maybe want to do more social running the next year but I always feel like they have walked away with something valuable some knowledge and like I said yeah. at the first I feel like knowledge is power the more that people understand um, there is a very specific science behind the training right and they understand why and and when you went back to like what do we talk about when I first talked to someone my my goal with my clients is that they always understand the reason behind every run, every workout has a reason, even the easy days, even right. the, even the days you're not running at all, the recovery days, there is a reason why you have to recover. And I want you to understand what that is, because if you don't buy into that or understand yourself, you may not stick to it. So again, I like to educate them maybe right. even more than they want to be educated, no, but I'm good. always like nerding out with like, here's your results from this. And this is why, and this is what your body's doing. So you're providing the superior service, which, which is so important. Oh, I'd like to right? think so. You, yeah. I mean, you are. <laughs> no, you are like, think of it as like, it's like the, the best customer service possible you're giving them. Well, yeah. And I feel like that's all, that's really what my business is. It's a people right. business. It is. So, so yeah. So do you find it difficult? Like, more difficult when it's a client that you maybe you know like you said it's like maybe i wouldn't say i don't know because i don't know who your clients are but maybe it's a friend someone you've run with and they're like yeah you know I, what? i'm ready to yeah, coach I you find have it more a, difficult that way unwritten law of that i you know i wouldn't i i would never want to coach people that i train with on a regular basis because right. i feel like it would just be too difficult to you don't want to jeopardize that friendship yeah right? and i and I even so the the local clients that i do have and i actually have an unusually high amount this year of local clients versus normally I have more out of state clients than I have locally in, right. in Utah. And this year I have more locally in Utah and I, and, um, yeah, there's, I, there's always that vetting out process, like you said. And I always say like my, my f friendship with you is more important than our client coaching, but I still have to have that coaching aspect. Right. So sometimes, sometimes I don't know that I'd feel like it's a good fit and I've, said that to a couple people and that's totally fine right? right i think they would probably do better with a different coach right that so i've never even really tried to coach any really really close friends but there's definitely a lot that i'm coaching right now that i'd call friends i just there's enough distance between us that we don't show up in the same group runs and stuff and i would never avoid it i actually would love to go train with a lot of them but um so i'd call more of acquaintances than, than right. close friends as far as the trail. So it didn't cause any problems since you coached Tommy all last year to oh make him gosh. succeed. I would never. <laughs> I like. I would never. I, like, we would be divorced for sure. That well, would you, not go over well. Well, it's interesting because you say, because I've talked to different, um, a few different couples, but you say you pace, you guys pace each other? Yeah. Th that goes fine. I, that's, that's fine. It's when, like, the... I would never tell Tommy what to do or how to train because any time that ever those conversations come up they just never go well because <laughs> so I've, I've heard couples hard that, that, that won't pace each other that says I can't it, we just I, don't yeah we've been fortunate that we we really do like to spend a lot of time together I I don't know how how or why that's worked for us but I I always said last year that if Tommy and I could make it through all of his endeavors last year with me pacing him and we still Occurring. got, you know, we weren't divorced yeah. and we will be stuck together for eternity because <laughs> well, we can make it through that. We can make it through. Well, anything. congratulations. It worked out. It did. Yeah, it did. So not just the grand slam buckle, but you know, yeah. the eternity and buckle. he even had to, I think that the, I think that the biggest test of that was him having to turn around and pace me at bear last year at the nasty oh. bear oh. because he, w he took the last 17 miles or so, oh. you know, took me in on that. And, 
I was not in a good spot mentally by that point. And right. and when it's your own spouse, you just don't care to hold back anything. So <laughs> that poor guy just probably saw and heard some things that he oh never, no. ever going to forget. Uh, he, he, he's got them written down in a journal. <laughs> I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Check under the mattress. Yeah. <laughs> There's a journal there. Well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Um, I mean, you had a, a really interesting path to what you've done. Um, yeah. You can obviously Thank tell you're you. driven. Yeah. You know, by the things you take on and accepting those next challenges. Thank you. And But I really like to hear the story that you meant about getting into coaching, how you went and got certified, right? Because I think that's important for people to know that because there are a lot. We, we talk, we've talked to other coaches, but there's a lot of coaches out there that maybe don't have, maybe it's just a running background. Yeah. Maybe I've run right. before, <clears throat> right? And, and I so, think, and, and here's the thing with that, is if you were to go out and look at, like, certifications for running they're they're really not a law and so i did a no. lot of research and even especially in trail there's not like there's, there's really not anything mm-hmm. and so i think what it's what it's really important i mean certification is certainly important and there's a, a lot of knowledge there but you can go get like weekend certified as a running coach yeah you can get and usatf weekend yes and, and it's so easy to get so easy and and really i mean i got it I think it just depends. <laughs> I do. I got it. He's got the card in his wallet. He's got the card in his wallet. Dude, I, dude I, I got everything. He does Don't it. you worry. I got you covered. Yeah. But it goes back to that point that I made that it depends on the personality of the coach. And for me, yeah. I, like I real, no, I just am fascinated. So I, like I, I started out before I even got coach certified, running certified. I would order old used textbooks on Amazon right. with like kinesiology yeah. and like exercise physiology, all of that stuff, because I was just so fascinated with how the body worked and why. And, and that was just in general, I just was fascinated with how that worked. And then the more I realized that coaching was what I wanted to get into, I mean, I went and got certified, but I felt like you walk away from that and you can write a training plan off of the knowledge you get from that. Right. But as far as like coaching people one-on-one and learning how to deal with that individual and what they need and like getting them from point A to point B, I don't really feel like you get that just with a weekend certification. No, I think that's you, art and science and just You really years have to of, feel like know yeah. your stuff and it's a constant continuing education, right. I feel like. Well, I think it's important, too, because there's different reasons that people coach. But, you know, everything you're mentioning right now, like your passion for learning, knowledge is learning, you know, buying books off Amazon, reading Born to Run, I'm sure. You know, that's huge. <laughs> did you say Born to Run? I sure did, man. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, but that says something, though. I mean, it's like you're you're not just invested in your clients. You're invested in yourself, right, right? to give the best possible. Because this could go two ways. You can train this person to a PR the Boston Marathon goal, or you can train this person to injury or train them into the ground. Oh, yeah. Right? Anybody can run somebody in the ground. Oh, I could, I could write a training plan right now. I think we right can now. all run ourselves into the ground, which yeah. is we the biggest problem. We do a good problem. job of that, yeah. but, I mean, but you I can mean, also pay somebody to have that done, too. Yeah, you know? but I think, I, think, yes, I think that's important, though, and I think, you know, the way you come across by mentioning, you know, kind of your lifestyle, you know, your goals, the way you do things, I think that's kind of a good mix of the right way, getting to know the client really well right. and being able to say no, you know, instead of just saying, oh, yeah, here comes some more, here comes some more business. Bring it on, bring yeah. it on. You know, it's like, yeah. no, I don't think it's a good fit. You know? I think it's important for people, too, to know that not not everybody is just this naturally gifted runner, right. but everybody has room to improve from where they're at and where they're starting. And so you'll you have those people that will, like, sign up for their first marathon on a whim and not train and like, oops, I Boston qualified. How'd that happen? I don't even know. That's amazing. Because some people really are just born with that natural runner's gift. And I like to think that 
while I do all right, I feel like I, you know, I train right and I do okay. I would never ever have considered myself a gifted runner by any means. And, and so again, that's part of why I was like, I want to know how I can maximize my potential with my goals. And, and that was kind of where I started because I was right. just not satisfied just with going and kind of being the weekend warrior racer anymore. After so long, I wanted more because I'm, I'm driven. I like that. Yeah. It's just what pushed me. So I think that's awesome. And it's, yeah. you know, we talk about it just like you did. It's, a, it's about a fit, right? It's I mean, there's a fit. It's, it's just about the fit with your coach and the client, how comfortable you are, kind of what you can draw from it. Not just the training aspect of it, but educating them why they're doing certain things. Right. Because Joel sold me his training plan. I didn't even know half the words meant. <laughs> I did. I shared some of my stuff with him. And he, he said, "He said, here's what I'm doing today," and he tells me, and I'm like, "Let me Google that real quick." Yep, yeah. I'm not coming. Yeah, exactly. I'll meet you for coffee afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, let Have me know when you're that. done. Yeah. I'm gonna go on a friend run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take my dog for a walk. Yeah, All right. So you're you're full of clients right now, basically, but you have the other options, right? Yes. Where somebody S- wants to. So training plans, I, I always am writing those. Right. Um, so, yeah. So if anybody wants um, a race training plan that gets them from point A to point B, right. um, those are all on my website. Yep. And I will say with the monthly coaching, um, again, if someone's interested in monthly coaching and they're very serious about it, then contact me because um, I'm at a point right now where I like it just depends on what their right. goals are and what they're looking for. I, but it sounds like you don't, you can't say no just yet. Here's what no, you need I to mean, learn how again, to say no. it depends on the person. If I know, you know, if I know that they're like have some really, really aggressive goals. Right. I, again, that's another thing too. Like if someone has already signed up for all these races right. and then they like try to retrofit a coach into that, that's probably not the best fit because I'm not going to compromise, you know, my coaching philosophies and coach right. someone to something I think ultimately like might injure them. Right. So that's why I, of course, I mean, I definitely anybody contact me. I'm happy to do right. that. But that being said, I don't, I wouldn't just take everybody that contacts sure, me. Sure. I, I know that. So. But, you know, I like that you're, you're trying, you're doing your best to keep your, your client load to something that's reasonable, but you just want to help so bad. Right. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I like to think I do. I mean, obviously, I, like, I love to see people succeed. That's why I'm doing what I'm yeah, doing. Obviously. Now, your training plans, are they more based on like if someone says, are they specific to a distance? Are they specific to a race? Are they specific to a time frame? I mean, what's kind of you say you have training plans? Uh, unique, yeah, that's unique to the individual. Yeah. So um, generally, a, a, like I call them my static race training plans. Um, usually that's to a specific race. You know, I. I don't generally like write a plan for someone that's saying I just want to get into running and by the end of 20 weeks I just want to run you know 20 miles or so. Right. That's that's probably more of a monthly coaching thing, a monthly coaching client type thing that they would be looking at. But right. it's usually to, towards a specific race. And so, so if someone called you and said, "Hey, I'm running I'm Speed Goat or Squat Peak 50. I need a training plan." That's something you absolutely would, okay. Yeah, so you're kind of sure. on based on that because I I think those are pretty cool. Yeah, training plans for a specific race. Yeah, because and I think it's important to note too, there are so many race training plans online. Like you can go Google free race training plans anywhere, and some of those are good, but they're not specific to the person. And so a lot of people go like, why would I pay for a race training plan? I can get a free one online yeah. anywhere. But right. again, it's not accounting where you're starting from and ultimately what your goal is right. and your individual paces, what you need to be running at certain thresholds to have you know, X amount of physiological changes happen to gain fitness in different areas that are unique to you versus somebody else. And so all that's 
that's factored in. Just like I, just like with my monthly clients, that's all factored in with the um, static training plan. The only real difference is that I'm writing the whole thing from A to B, right. as opposed to like adaptability with the monthly clients. See, that's that's one thing. Like I said, I haven't had a coach yet, but just talking to so many different coaches, you can go online and say, I want a 50k, right? A 50k training plan. You can Google it, and there's going to be a five or six, just like that. But I think with the coaches we've talked to, it also depends on the person. Like if you're, you know, hitting these goals, right, or improving, the plan's going to tweak the second month or the eighth week as opposed to being static for 16 weeks. For sure. Right? Or maybe you get injured, you know, for two weeks or you're yeah, sick for a week. And how do you adapt week. to that if exactly. you don't know? Like, where do you start? Where, where do you come back to? Do you just jump right back right into back your plan? Right back to where it was supposed or? to be on the yeah. day. So Those that's why I think that, that coaching aspect, I mean, I'm not saying don't get to go get a free one online, but you have to take that with some flexibility. But if you're getting one online, you may not know how to be flexible with that. Yeah. But when you get a coach to write that plan or help you with it, that's when it's like dialed in to what you're doing, when you're doing it, and how you're doing it. You Does that sound it. about right? I'm going to right. coach. When's that weekend class? I'm going to get my license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much a coach. I'm going to go get my license, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train people for like a donut mile. Just add that in with the finish line band <laughs> and babysitting services. No moss pantalonis. We do it yep. all. And you don't need pants for any of it. <laughs> Your sarcasm in spandex, and See? spandex are pants, and I'm yeah. the opposite. I'm the no moss spandex. Anti-stretchy pants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, this has been a great show. Hey, before uh, we wrap it up, yeah. let's do something we haven't done in a while. You, you start. Oh, I'm scared. I already know what you can think, so you start. You want me to start? Yeah. No, I will not sing for you guys. Oh, come on. It's Sorry. going on. It can be the, the album okay. cover. Do you have a guilty pleasure as far as an iPod tune goes that you wouldn't readily admit to anybody, but you're going to tell us? Guilty pleasure? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dirty, dirty rap, for oh, sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. I, li- I mean, but I like, like, the old school stuff, like yeah. Biggie and yeah. okay. Tupac and all that. All right. Yeah. See, when she says old school, that's not old school to me. Does that mean I'm old? I know, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm old. Well, I'm I thinking mean, when she says old school, dirt, I'm thinking two live crew. You know, they were old right? and dirty. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, you know. So, yeah. That's, all right, that's good. So, okay, right, here you go. One. Next one. Meat or veggies? Meat. Meat, all right. I'm okay. Definitely a meat eater. You're up. Dang. You want to play? I want to play? Favorite, favorite race distance? I really love the 100 miler. Oh, my gosh. That's. Wow. That's yeah. a, that's Nobody's ever said that. No. What? We played this game before. Are you serious? Yeah. Serious. It's usually like a 50K. I'm the first person to play K, this for sure. 50K or 25 miles really? is really what people I, are going I with. really love the 100 miler because I feel like there's so many variables that you have to, you know, be static or, excuse me, fluid with throughout the race. And okay. Yeah, group run like or solo run? Group run. Okay. Yep. Uh, headphones or no headphones? Road, headphones. Trail, no headphones. Mm. See, I would be. Is that I'd fair? Be, I'd be scared to wear headphones on the road. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, see, totally. I yeah, I have to have headphones to get. Me. See, I have to have my dirty wrap. Yes, you do. <laughs> hill repeats. <laughs> yeah. You need dirty wrap you for hill too. repeats. Okay, yeah. bear or mountain lion? Which would you rather be eaten by? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously, that's yeah. like. Come on. The weirdest question ever. No, Which it's not. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, we haven't even got Okay. Oh, gall. Mm, mm, mountain lion? Okay. Oh, see, I'd go bear all day. You'd take a bear? Oh, yeah. I think because you could snuggle right before it's over. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you, have you seen The Revenant? Or there's I, no oh, yeah, lion. right? Yeah, that's that was scary. Yeah, that's, that's probably why I say mountain lion. But After I'm that, a, I was like... 
so traumatizing. Okay, so I, I'm a huge grizzly bear fan, so I still believe I could talk one down. Oh, my God. Oh. I still believe that to this day. I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too, from a distance. I'll wear a GoPro. <laughs> 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 Screw the Revenant. This is a real Leonardo, <laughs> king of the world, my okay, ass. Okay, your turn. All right. One more. One more? Yeah, one more. Okay, morning or evening run? Evening. Evening, okay. Yes. I, I that just question is so ambiguous. Why? Because it can pertain to a lot of things. Morning or evening run? No, just morning or evening. Yeah, I said morning and evening run. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the run part. Okay, Did so you say morning? I, I, I said see, morning I, My mind run. automatically went to run. See? Uh, Joel's was in dirty, dirty rap. <laughs> I, I, I thought we were on dirty rap. <laughs> I, yeah, evening runs. I feel I just I generally do better. Like if I have to do wow. a tempo run, I I will try to do it in the evening if I can. Yeah. What what's like midday run for you? Are you just like blah sluggish? N- no. Well, man, it depends on what I ate for lunch. That's I guess. true. If you have two servings of pumpkin pie and go out and try <laughs> to run, it doesn't work that Joel well. Joel loves pumpkin no. pie. Because I, you know I did that two days this ago. This is a true story though. One time I still remember I had. Like ate the entire Cafe Rio burrito, oh, the whole thing. Those are big. And I went out for a tempo run. Thirty minutes later, I do not suggest that to anybody. But I had an amazing tempo run. Did you? Like, Maybe that's the you secret. Like tempo no to that bush and just, yeah, too no. much. Yeah, bush. It was. I was. I don't. I must have a gut still because it was. It was a fabulous run. Who would have awesome. thought? What yeah, was in that's it? The was trick, it like chicken? Guys. See, you don't even know, need a coach. Chicken. You no. just need Cafe Rio. That's right. <laughs> chicken. Was it chicken? Shredded pork. Mmm. I re- actually really like the steak. Is that what it was? Wow. Yeah, it was a steak That's a little burrito. heavier, too. Yeah. It is heavy. Okay, so last one before we leave. You hear a knock at the door. <laughs> you go open the door. Tommy's standing there in a pair of American flag spandex shorts. <laughs> I had a dream about this once. A sombrero. <laughs> a half a watermelon in one hand. And a Slurpee in the other. What? what that's what like every Saturday morning. So I was going to say, what's, what's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> that's that our Saturday. I, well, I will say this. I, we probably, well, Tommy won't, won't own up to this, but we have probably the highest concentration of costumery in my closet over huh. anybody. I will, like, well, I'll go up against almost anybody besides my, besides my good friend Katie. Huh. Joel. Other than that, like, I'm not and, sure and I want no, you to explain we're not, that. Yeah, we're not talking <laughs> about, like, I see, mean, he's still stuck on the dirty <laughs> rap. Yes, right? No, why we're you, just why, talking why about. Why would you, like, why would you say no, that? Really, why I would they be no, in the I'm just going to tell you really, qu- like, a really quick story. I know we're short on time, but my when I ran my first Wasatch 100 back in 2014 at the Brighton <laughs> Aid Station, I run in there, and this is a group of my friends. None of them are into trail running, so it's just right. a group of my friends. I run in there, and there is a... Man in an Aladdin genie costume, <laughs> and four of my really good friends, like scantily clad in lingerie. And I think what was this? guys or girls? I think we traumatized most people in there. But that was like that was the best experience of my life. Wow. Where they, was I this? sat and had people rubbing my feet yeah. in lingerie, right? So uh, this there just is shows you another service <laughs> that can be provided <laughs> at an aid station. They right? do, like, this they has do been lingerie really house cleaning. Like so we're all going to be millionaires on this right? podcast. That could so be. yeah, I just come from a, a group of really weird people. Huh. Huh. We just know how to have a good time in our yeah. own way, I suppose. But so <laughs> so we we missed out on an episode where I'm not going to say which one. So we're going to start asking the question: Have you ever done like band camp? Oh. Oh, no. No? <laughs> okay. Because we had a guest on the show, and after <laughs> the show true. was over, we asked a question and goes, oh, uh, we met at band camp. At and me and Joel looked camp. at each other like, no. Yeah. Not at band camp. Yeah. No, yeah. no band camps for okay. this girl. All right. That's it. 
All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. You bet. Appreciate My it. pleasure. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Wish you all the best of luck for the double this year. That's right. Thank we you. call it the double, the Wasatch Bear. The September double. I'll yeah. see you in the starting line. Yeah, Wasatch it's Bear. That's a double. Now that I know that you're doing it, we'll have to talk Tommy into it. We'll That's let him right. listen to this podcast and mull it over for a little bit. Yeah. We'll, all right. see. we'll he, see where it goes from there. Yeah, and then, like I said, if, if worse comes to worse, just get us his ultra sign up password. We'll, we'll take, take care, care of the for rest. You. <laughs> He'll, Deal. Nothing linked back to you. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Good luck with the year. Um, enjoy coaching because I know just watching you talk about it, you can see you just love it, you know, watching people do the thing. So, yep. again, you. we'll have some links on this post for her website uh, so you can go check it out if you're uh, interested. And, uh, yeah, have a great season, and uh, I'm going to have to go look into the snow snorkelers now. So. You should. So thanks for that. Okay, thanks. Right. Happy trails, guys. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Kenzie Barlow for taking the time to join us today. Check out the show notes for her website and just more information about the show. We also would like everybody to go on to Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. You can swing by the store page to pick up some gear or you can hit us up on the contact page and let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. Now go get it. <laughs>